When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. All right, final segment here, and then we tap out here on the BetQL Network. Before they we do that, let's try to make some money. I got Brendan Tobin, Jake Noaker, I'm Sean Levine. Tonight's fight in the UFC octagon takes place in San Diego. Dominic Cruz, actually a San Diego native, comes in half of the main event as a plus 200 underdog taking on now friend of the show, Marlon Cheeto Vera, the favorite at minus 240. Let me go ahead and make that my best bet tonight. I love Dominic Cruz. I love watching Dominic Cruz fight. I already told you how I feel about his footwork. It gets me um, hot and bothered is what it does. Although I don't think that it's a little bit better Cheeto of a description Vera. though. It's better with the way yeah, you said it earlier. I backed off. Uh, Cheeto Vera is a guy that not only has he been on a winning streak, but his confidence is sky high. And if you can beat Sean O'Malley, who's fighting Piotr Jan, it tells me that he belongs at or near the top of this division. Also, I think Cheeto sees the light at the end of the tunnel. You mentioned a guy like Dominic Cruz that's been around for a long time. Dom, however, had that championship belt for a long time. In the case of Cheeto Vera, he probably had points in his career BT where he wasn't sure if he was ever going to have a chance at it. Right now, he's got to be licking his chops where if he wins this fight, he might be fighting for a belt next. So let me make that my best bet tonight because he's got so much on the line. You have to pay for it, minus 240. But I think Cheeto wins. And ultimately, I actually think Cheeto finishes Dominic Cruz. I think he gets him out of there like in the third or fourth round. That's what I'm taking tonight. I'm taking I'm taking Cheeto to win tonight by knockout. You get that at plus 300 right now. Um, I think that he is going to get Dom late. I'm with you. Like, look, Dom is a legend, and it's so hard to read him. Like, he's so ice cold. So I love that about him. Um, you know, he's uh, he's as cerebral as it gets. But you know, I just think that we've been seeing a bit of a youth movement all over the sport, and and there's a reason why. You know, these guys were great at one point, and then there's a bit of an expiration in it. I just think that Marlon Vera, he just seems just in it right now. He's just in the groove. Uh, yeah, Dominic is a, certainly a, a – you're, you're right. That's a tough style to figure out, but I think he got five rounds to figure it out. And I think that it probably will look a little ugly for him early on because uh, Marlon's usually a, a little bit of a slow starter. So I would expect him to, you know, have to dissect this a little bit, and it may be a little bit of a rally but I think that he'll be able to uh, to figure that stuff out and ultimately uh, find Dominic's chin and finish this puppy by strikes. So I like that speaking tonight. Of, speaking of dissecting BT, rank him as a commentator. Dominic Cruz, Daniel Cormier, Michael Bisping. One, two, three. I think I think I have to go. Loki, I think I have to go. I'm starting. Bisping's really growing on me. I think I like Bisping I like Bisping better. too. I think Bisping's gotten a lot better. Uh I think Bisbing has gotten a lot better and he is the realist to me. I think he's like a good blend between the two. So I still like Daniel Cormier um, because I just, you know, for me, this is a very hard sport to analyze. I do think that don't forget. I mean, remember people were like, 
praising, you know, for all the crap that uh, Dominic Cruz gives them. Remember, like, during the pandemic, like, people were saying, yeah, Daniel Cormier was giving great advice in the corner. I was listening to him on the broadcast because I could hear him. There were no fans. So as much as Dominic Cruz fancies himself as, like, the most uh, intellectual, he may be, but he is a little bit, like, monotone and, and boring from time to time. And, you know, I wouldn't mind him raising his blood pressure a little bit. So if I had to rank him, I'm still going D.C. atop. Because I like the cartoonishness. I'm a big fan. Um, and then I'll go Bisbing and then Cruz. A lot of the complaints you just had about Cruz being boring and monotone, that's how I feel about Paul Felder. It's not like he's saying anything bad. It's just there's no chance that he's going to crack a joke. At least in the case of Daniel Cormier, he keeps it loose. And I liked how you said that um, uh, Bisbing is kind of a mix between those guys. Like It feels like Bisbing in the future, in the next few years, is, and who knows what the future of Rogan is because it feels like he's kind of being phased out a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Anik and Bisping, just those two going forward, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, Bisping's gotten, uh, you know, Bisping, he just, he, he's he's very good. He's he's very, he does, he kind of cuts through the bowl bleep. He's a good interviewer, too. I like, I think I like his interviews better than anybody else's in the, uh, in the ring um because i think you can kind of tell that he's new at it but like he's good new at it like he, he just asks the questions so raw and i like that about him but you know it is a sport where people get kicked in the head and ultimately i just want to have fun and so when like the the dc reaction or when something crazy happens to me is better than anything and, and broad yeah rose. like he's just that that rawness of emotion he just has that down better than anybody all right, let's try to get parlayed after all this Saturday night. Let me take Cheeto Vera at minus 240 with Gerald Mearshart at plus 240. So I got GM3, a big underdog. Cheeto Vera, a big favorite. It's going to pay you like two and a half, three to one. That's how I'm getting parlayed. What are you looking at tonight? I'm going to parlay my uh, my Vera TKO KO, and I'm going to do that with Devin Clark, who's a dog tonight against Amza, uh, Azamat Mirzakhanovanov. And I am, uh, yeah, it's not, it's challenging. Listen, he's been really, really impressive in his uh, first couple, but he does not have a uh, dare, uh, deer bear antler tattoo on his chest, which Devin no. Clark does. And, uh, and, and Devin has lost, like when he's lost, he's lost some really tough competition. I think this is a, a big step up for Azamat. So I'm going to go with, uh, with him being able to win two out of three rounds tonight. Like he doesn't got to win pretty. He just got to win. He's got to get his hand raised. A deer bear tattoo. You know, you don't you don't necessarily see a lot of those these By days. By the way, right, if, uh, before... if if those both hit, you get that at uh, plus eight hundred right now. So let's go. That's tasty. I'll take, take a little eight to one tonight. We'll preview UFC two seventy eight before we get out of here. But first, sixty seconds for myself. It's call out time, and then I'll pass you boys the microphone. I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Field of Dreams game the other day. It was mildly fun to watch. I mean, you got the cornfield, and you got. All the nostalgia. However, the hologram Harry Carey was just creepy. And take it from a guy who thought that it'd be a good idea to have a Tupac hologram at last year's Super Bowl halftime show. I don't really thought that I missed the opportunity. The problem with the hologram technology BT is this. It's good, but it's not perfected. It's not great. Like, there's something that's a little bit off. So, I think in the next, like, decade... People will be going to shows that are just based around holograms. We'll be filling giant arenas and that type of thing. But I still feel like right now it's a little more weird than it is awesome. Like, I appreciate they tried it with Harry Carey, but afterwards and going forward, I'm just going to have nightmares about that one. 
Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Holograms can kick rocks. You know, like it all. It all is. Uh, well, they're dead already, all... bro. So they don't have to. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm done with it, man. Like it all. Like they tried to get cute with the Tupac hologram. Eh, people were into that, but like, you know, it's creepy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. it, it it's too Futurama esque. Where like they're gonna put the head in the jar. I don't like it. Uh, it's, it's, my it's call out. Off. It's a little Ted Williams ish. Your microphone. The microphone is yours. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call myself out. You want to know something? Uh, oh, yeah. People have been raving about this season of Better Call Saul. I'm not spoiling here. I've been behind on Better Call Saul because I thought it got a little lackluster. And people have been saying, like, oh, this is better than Breaking Bad. I find that impossible. Breaking Bad is one of the greatest shows of all time. But I will say, I've been binging it. And uh, I'm glad that I've, I've given it another chance because, man, it has been damn good. I'm, uh, I'm only in that season five, so I've still got some catching up to do. But i got to give my – you know, I, 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 I'm disappointed in myself for being so close-minded to Better Call Saul uh, at one point because uh, it has really uh, turned up the juice and been fantastic. Sometimes you should give a show another shot. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's I. I've seen a few episodes. It's fine. It's kind of like Ozark. Everybody makes a huge deal out of it. Like it's the most well-written show of all time. It's fine. Um, Jake, the microphone is yours, my friend. Yeah, I'm calling out the boss man, Dana White, right now. Last week, wow. you know, first card since I know bold, but last week was the first card since 2014 with 100% finish rates, 10 fights, 10 finishes, and Dana White has the audacity to only give what four people a bonus. You give all 10 of those fighters a bonus and you call it a day. Everyone will be happy with you, fighters, PR, Twitter. But he didn't do it. Cheap. It does feel like this week, I don't know if because of that necessarily, Jake, but maybe coincidentally, Luke Rockhold's gotten really loud talking about the $50,000 bonus. We talked about it earlier on in the show. Again, I don't know if it's timing or if it just needed to be said, but I'm with you, dude. Like, you go out there, you risk your body. Just because somebody else has a more impressive knockout that happens to be on the card, give everybody a bonus, bro. It is a multi-billion dollar company. I'm with you. Come on, boss man. Fork out the bread. Speaking of that company, next week, the UFC heads to, wait for it, wait for it, Salt Lake City. Huh? That's right. UFC 278, the Octagon in Utah, the main event. Kamaru Usman taking on Leon Edwards, of course. Next Saturday, we've got you covered from the prelims all the way to the main event. But first, let's take a little bit of a look at it. Usman minus 340 right now. Leon Edwards plus 280. It feels like to me, if you're going to take the underdog, Leon Edwards, you're not really good at getting good enough value at plus 280. You should be getting like plus 480. Usman beats everybody, including Leon. I'm with you on that one, man. I, I think that uh, Leon's in over his head on this one. I, he deserves the shot. Don't get me wrong. You know, sure. like he has been, he's put a big wing streak together. Takes a long time to uh, uh, avenge, you know, a loss like that. But like, in fairness to him, like Masvidal got a shot right away. Colby didn't have to wait that long for a shot. So for him to have this long to wait to get another crack at Usman, even though, you know, Usman wasn't the champ back then, but it's been a long journey for him. So I feel good that he's finally gotten there. Uh, a lot of people make fun of him, too, because of the three-piece and the soda thing. So I think he's looking for some respect here. But I just, dude, I just feel like you're looking right now at a guy who is is the, the top of the top right now. And, well, for all the complaints that uh, Adesanya gets for the way that he fights, Usman's been giving us some real thrillers between the Colby rivalry, between the Gilbert Burns comeback. I don't know if you were there for uh, the Howie Mosfidal knockout, but I was. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, dude, like, you know, for a guy who at one point, Dana White got mad because he said, oh, you know, I, I'm only giving 30%. And Dana was like, oh, really? Well, maybe you should try and be a little more entertaining. 
he has gotten more entertaining for a guy who's based his wrestling. Those guys typically can get to a point where they're, you know, can, can rest on their laurels and taking everybody down. Yeah. He's had a couple in there where it's like, he's held him against the cage and just stopped. But for the most part, he's been in some real thrillers. I've, I've found him to be a very entertaining champion. Well, being entertaining and taking the maximizing your time on that microphone is so important. And I think this is the best case study. Like there's no question that Leon Edwards is a better fighter than Jorge Masvidal. He's got a better resume. He's been on a better run. But Masvidal looks cooler. He's better on the microphone. So we've seen that fight a couple of times. you got to be not only great inside that octagon, but also you got to maximize that opportunity. If Leon goes out there and wins, I mean, you're, the three-piece in a soda goes away. The first matchup against Usman goes away. He's the champion, and he gets that respect that he probably deserves, but he's probably not going to get coming in that fight as a plus 280. Thank you to Chito Vera, who joined the show earlier today, and Andrew Gombas from CBS. Everybody behind the scenes in Chicago. For Jake Nowaker, my producer, and my co-host, Brendan Tobin, I'm merely the sports machine, Sean Levine. I'll talk to you next Saturday night. Enjoy the fights. You're tapped out.